Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, the first technique I learned was a punch. And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Punch podcast. I'm your host, if you don't already know, Karate Cam, and I am excited to be going on almost, this is episode 19, we're almost there, almost to 20, and I'm so happy to be a part of this and have this thing actually going for this long. Uh, There's always a little bit of me that doesn't think it's going to go, right? But naturally, it's been going, it's because you guys are listening, and I appreciate it. Today's guest, man, is is none other than one of the OGs of the the Pan-American world of karate in in Cesar Herrera. This guy, man, he has experience, he has medals, he has accolades, and is continuing his life within the realm of karate. A thing that we talk about on this show is the continuation and implementation of karate and how it works into people's lives. I mean, this guy... Pan-American Games champion 2011, three-time Pan-American champion individually, three-time Pan-American champion as a team, right, Team Kumite, has gotten fifth place at the World Championships twice, South American Games champion, Central American and Caribbean Games champion, World University champion, so this guy has the accolades and everything going behind him. And now continues to run not only his day-to-day business, but his life with his wife, in being all karate related but right before we do jump into today's episode i have to give a huge shout out man to the ogs you already know who it is the sponsor in betonline.ag we're back sports are happening you guys know what it is not only do they sponsor this podcast but they also sponsor things like bellator other mma leagues football and everything else that's going on because they are the all-inclusive one-stop shop for sports betting so head to the new updated desktop mobile or or sign up and receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit just to use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus that is b-l-e-a-v 50 50 to get that bonus now without further ado Please enjoy today's episode where I talk to Cesar Herrera about the implementation of karate on a holistic life sense. Enjoy. Today I got the one of the legends, one of the goats, (laughs) Cesar Herrera. Thank you for coming and joining me on the show, man. Hey, Kara, thanks for inviting me. Uh, Well, it's a pleasure to to join it and um, chat a little bit what's going on here in karate world. Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, right before we started, I, I basically gave the intro of I think you're a fantastic person in seeing multiple different levels of the sport and, and being someone that has now is on the retired side of things, you know, got to see, you know, kind of the, the growth and development of karate and then kind of where it's at now. So, I mean, like the first things to get us like, even though I've known you for a while, I don't really know how you got started with karate or anything like that. So, so tell me about like what got you into the sport in the first place. Well, it's funny. Obviously I started really young when I was four years old. And at that age, you don't make decisions, obviously. So I was attending the, in my aunt's kindergarten and they have as the only sport activity that they had at that moment was karate. 
So, I mean, I didn't have any other option. Um, I just started practicing over there just for fun, you know, like how girls after school or kindergarten activities are. Yeah. Um, somehow the sensei saw me like I was, you know, like a little bit more serious than the rest of the kids. Or I was taking like, like he looked, he looked at me like I like it. And he talked to my mom and said, hey, why don't you bring your son to, to the dojo and make it like more, more formal. So that's how I started. So since that moment, I never stopped. I'm still around karate and keep practicing. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, where, when did you fall in love with it? You know, because it's one thing for people to have, you know, you, you, you see, you see athletes, even high level athletes, they in their mid teens or early twenties or things like that, they fall off, but your, your life is now revolving around this sport. Like your business now is revolving around this sport. So what, what has kept you going all this time? Well, I always liked sport uh, since I've been a little kid. I practice or even for fun or I always been involved with sports right um karate at that moment I mean I th- I think is everything started like most of us like as a discipline like give you some values um and you know keep keep more focus on your things so obviously at the beginning it was more like a, I saw it more as a discipline as a martial art like we most of the kids see it and then well somehow started competition like local tournament just you know in the the county in the in little cities and that's how I started like like getting more involved with the with the competition environment like like you know when you challenge yourself and you uh, and you put yourself to to compete against another person and I mean that part I like it um um the good part of it is that that you didn't have to be the strongest, you didn't have to be the fastest. So it was like, you know, uh, just being smart, um, um, it was, let's say, even condition from everybody. Yeah, sure. So that's how I believe I kept on it. Um, obviously start competing more local and out, out of my city. So, and I start getting more involved over But it's funny because once I, I was in my last year of high school, uh, you know, usually kids start, you know, hanging out, friends, uh, going out. So in that moment was a period of time that I say, you know, I just want to do something else. And, and because I was practicing practice since I was four years old and around 50 years old, uh, you know, like it was quite a long time involved mm-hmm. but at that moment i was brown belt so it was funny because in that moment when i said i told basically my mom because my mom was the one who pushed us more into into this discipline uh, i told her uh, you know mom i want to do something else and she said well you know what you are brown belt we've been so long this so i'm not gonna let you to give up get your black belt and they do whatever you want with your life. Uh, well, in that moment, it was like, a, okay, I didn't have any other option. So that was the only moment when I was like struggling, like didn't, you know, like getting bored about it. Uh, now I'm still here and this is, this is what I love to do. And um, I like, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny how that works, right? Like, uh, because a lot of, a lot of athletes, I think face burnout, right? Like that, that thing where they start very young and they compete and they push and they're doing all this thing for, 
a long time. And I, I mean, I, I felt it in my own way with, um, you know, within, in the, in the late teens, I would say usually like at the end of my junior career. So the, about the time it was like switching from juniors to seniors and I graduated, I wanted, you know, I was going into college and trying to figure out, you know, what to do about different things. And I had to reevaluate all my motivations and things like that for why I'm still doing the sport in the first place. So like, did, did you have anything specific like that, that you were struggling with as far as motivation? Well- no, no, no. Just at that moment when I was my last year of high school that I just wanted to hang out with my friends. And, you know, like for me, it wasn't karate like the, the main things, the main thing that I, wa- I wanted to do at that moment. Um, Beside that, obviously, like when where you're not giving good results, like uh, uh, the result that you're expecting to get. Also, it happened. I believe in it. Every athlete happened. You know, you have up and downs and when you're in, in that you know, like in that moment of your career as an athlete, no matter what what sport, that you are not giving the result that you're expecting. Sometimes you you question you you ask yourself, is is it enough or should I keep going? So of course it happened to me that in a period of time and well, like uh, in that moment, my instructor uh, just pushed me and say, well, just take another chance and try to to go for it and well but beside that uh no i just been always around practicing and um, um, you know like it's been a lot of years around yeah you you, you were like you're so immersed that you didn't have a choice to leave you, you were stuck in it basically at that point you know um but where, where tell me then now where being on the national team and all of that stuff fits in well um I was able to get into the junior national team when I was 50 years old and 60 years old. So I was able to go to a junior Pan Ams and then I also went to a junior Worlds. And in that moment, when, when once I f- finished competing in that world, which was in 2001 in Greece, I decided to move out to the United States to study uh, my career so mm-hmm. at that moment I knew I knew what that would mean I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle karate and my stuff here so I started studying here um, you know karate was secondary for me so many things happened to make the story shorter I had to come back to to my country to Venezuela so during that period of time from 17 to 20 I kept competing when I got back home, but I wasn't able to make the team. Uh, mm-hmm. I lost, lost. That was the moment that that uh, I was, I was, I don't know, I say, well, maybe it's enough. And when I took that one more year, one more shot, that was when I was able to get into, to get those results that I needed to be into the, in this moment, to the senior national team. So I was... Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 2006. So in that moment, when I was able to get that, the results that I needed to become part of the, as a Venezuela team member, uh, I was able to get into the team. And then it was 10 years, 10 years in a row in the team until uh, it was over, you know, I decided to but when did When did you finally retire? In Last Worlds in Linz, Austria, 2016. Oh, 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah, we were there together then. I remember, funny story, man. I remember um, 
the last time actually I saw you was really like competing essentially together was 2016 in Brazil PKF. And I just remember watching you because I was in your, your, you were, we were in two different pools and your pool started before my pool. <laughs> I remember because like that was my first senior PKF. And I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. I see all these people that I've, you know, I've seen for many years being successful and you were one of them. And I was like, a little bit of a star, you know, star eyes, you know, seeing you and things like that. I just remember you were going through your rounds and I was like, shit, man, one day I hope, I hope I'm like on the same level, you know, or like, you know, competing on the same level as this guy, you know, and then, and then lo and behold, and then you retired. And I was like, what? No, I wanted to get a chance to see it, you know? Um, but no, it's, it, I just, I, it popped into my head right now. Like one of the very first memories I have of you is at that senior PKF 2016 in Rio when I saw you competing and, and I don't know how you did, I don't remember what the results were, but I just remember you see it. I was like, you were just killing people left and right points after points, after points, after points. Yeah. And that, you know, I, and I was, <laughs> yeah, that tournament, I lost third round. Um, I didn't chance. I didn't have chance to get medal. And then in team, we did really good. We went to finals, but what regarding what you were saying, I mean, I think it does cycle. I mean, the same happened to me when I started in the junior, in the senior national team. My first tournament, I sold some, uh, I mean, those guys that what they already had a career in that division. I said, well, I mean, wow, I'm here with them. So now I'm able to, to measure myself against them and see how things are going. So, I mean, I'm going to be now, I'm going to put away the way that I was watching them, the way I was looking at them. Now I'm going to be one more here and see how I can, I can handle it. How, how can I, I compete against those top, top guys that were in that moment to my, into, in that division. So I think it's about cycles. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good part of sports because you, you grew up watching, no matter what sport you watching, let's say some people that you admire, admire or, or, or you follow, and then one moment, life gives you the opportunity to be facing each other. So that's that's the the nice part of sports. Yeah, definitely. What was like? Um, you, you're talking about you know the the cycle and things like that. But with the cycle, I feel like you know the new new generation might come in, but then there's like that experience that they have to to gain the skills that they have to gain, whether it's just maturity of their bodies, their minds, their concept of the sport, everything like that. What, what were the things that you felt you had to really grasp in order to be successful on the senior level? Well, honestly, uh, in my opinion, uh, when I was competing, I, I was clear that karate, uh, wasn't couldn't be my priority in that moment because uh, I couldn't live off karate. So of course, every time that I train, uh, I just try to take as much advantage of the training, even if they were short, maybe an hour, one hour, one hour and a half. So uh, in my opinion, like what gave me like the, the strength was being able to be into that team. Like everybody in, when you're doing any sport, what you, uh, I mean, you're, you're doing or your, your goal is to, is to be part of that elite team of your, of your country, right? So just got able to get into that team, into the, into the national team, give you like extra motivation to be also as good as them 
and, and try to do the best as you can when you are competing out, out of your country to raise your name as high as you, or at least let them people know that, okay, uh, these people, this person uh, is going to do whatever to get a win, to get a medal. So in my opinion, on my side, I think was to be part of that elite group of the national team gave me the, the, the extra power, the extra motivation to be always, uh, to perform as best as I could. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I, I think that's, that's one of the differences that you see between national teams from different countries, you know, for example, I think some countries, they, they don't have the same pride, you know, like they're not competing for their country. You know, it's more like you, or maybe it's not all like countries, but some athletes you see, that's not the case, you know, some of them, they're competing for themselves. Right. And, and then whatever happens with the country comes later. But, but it's very interesting to me that you say you're, you're competing for your, uh, for your country, um, and, and, and being able to, to, you know, have that extra power, right. Have that extra juice to keep you going. And, and, and I guess like, were you, were you able to train with your team? Cause like, that's, that's, I'm just thinking out loud right now, but like what, with us at the U S man, we don't really get to see each other, you know? So like we make the national team and it's fantastic, but like, the, the sense of being on the national team is not really there. We don't really have that feeling. Oh yeah. Or, you know, that, you know, it's just like, okay, we made it and we can put that by our name, you know, Cameron Madani national team member, but then it doesn't really feel like that. So what, what was like the thing that really made it powerful or like what, what gave you that energy? Well, um, being to the national team back then, uh, I don't know how things are going right now, but back then it gave you, it gave you the opportunity to be to that elite group that we're gonna train together once a month or once each two months together. All I mean, you were uh, you were able to train with the best of each div each division of your country. So that make you like wow, uh, uh, that give you like a privilege to be there, right? So regarding that, uh, we were able to train together as I told you at least once each two months. We uh, let's call it I, I think you call it training camp so it yeah, was during the weekend camps, right? yeah, during weekend like from Thursday to Sunday so 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 that uh, that was really really nice and in my in my case that I think I most miss I don't of course everybody miss to compete and to to you know traveling and all what what get involved to to go to tournament but in my in on my side, what I most miss is that journey with your teammates, teammate, which right now they are one of my best friends. I mean, right now I can call any of those teammates and we're gonna we can talk for hours or I can count of them or they can count of me. So so I think that the thing I most I most missed, and that's what 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 make the beauty of this part of my life as a competitor you know like being able to grow up with those teammates that that beside you were trained together we are really good friends outside of the tatami outside of the dojo outside of karate so so that was really nice uh, I, I was able to live that period of time when we were able to share, share a, little, uh, a lot and also when we were traveling or doing training camp outside of the country because whatever important tournament that we have closed. 
so that made us like a brotherhood. So that that honestly, that's the part I most missed about about being active. Yeah, and and relationships in general, right? Like having those bonds and those 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 strong, stable relationships with your teammates has been proven to help increase and benefit performance in general. You know, so because you have people to have your back, you know, <laughs> it's not just like, oh, hi, how are you? Shake hands, you know, see you later. But like you have people that really, truly care about you and, and the same that it works the other way. Speaking, this also came to my head right now. Speaking of people that we care about, your wife is from the karate world, you know, so I have to ask, how how did that work out? Well, so far, so good. Um, honestly, we have a really good relation. Uh we we understand each other completely. Uh, well, we honestly the little thing that we talk is about karate. Even that she likes even more than I mean, no about like it's, it's I don't follow that much as her because I'm I'm not too much into it. You know, like I don't I don't. For example, she can watch Premier League all finals or all bronze medal match. I'm I'm not too much into that. But we have a really pretty nice relationship. I mean, I think uh, we respect each other. Um, um, yeah, uh, we're really happy. Um, we are living this part of, of family time on this journey with now with a, ba- with a baby. So honestly, right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect because we work somehow related with karate. And also we are able to share our experience between each other. Um, more than that, we, we support uh, I try to make her the best as I can, and she tried to make me the best person as I as she can. So it's really yeah, yeah. How how did you how did you how did you guys meet? Was it at a tournament or something like that? Yeah, we met at, in a tournament in here in Miami, by Conscient, and then we met a couple more times. Obviously, it was in tournament. It couldn't be in something else. So that's how everything started. And now we've. With technology, it's kind of easier to handle uh, those type of long-distance relationships. And then one moment, like, we say, well, I think things are going pretty nice and pretty fast. So let's, I think we, we got to go into another level. And now we're here, married with a baby, uh, living, uh, you know, together, obviously, and happy, you know, so. So that was yeah i was i was gonna say you didn't you didn't message her on instagram and say hey i like i think you're really pretty you know <laughs> and then work up from there no I, <laughs> no i i we knew we knew where, we knew where we were each other for obviously for karate world especially the, what we are working on it right now so we just we we got able to see each other in any tournament we just say hey hi that's it but suddenly we we managed to be in the same tournament here in miami and then this that how let's say how we started the, the official dating to say it somehow mm-hmm. i see yeah so then it worked out that way wow man well see like it, and, it, and it goes full circle because now i think that you know in just talking to you something that stands out is like i think you really enjoyed competition and like that was something you really really you know you were obviously your goals were there but I think something that stands out and just listening to how you talk about our sport is that you enjoyed a lot of things outside of the sport, you know, talking about the relationships you made with others. uh, The fact that you trusted your sensei and your teacher at the time when you were struggling 17 to 20 years old to say, Hey, give it another shot. And you were like, all right, yeah. You know, (laughs) not many people are like that. You know, a lot of people who get hit with life 
and, and lose and things like that. Even when me or my dad is a sensei here, we say, Hey, you know, you got to keep going. The kid's like, you know, gives us the finger and says, no, I'm out of here. You know, but to say that you had that relationship with yourself, with the sport, with your instructors and with the people around you to now be like, my wife is related to it. My best friends are in the sport and my business now is related to the sport is, is something that, that I would aspire with, with all athletes, you know, and it's something that I'm trying to do myself and, and appreciating what else it has to offer, you know? Um, but you, you, you talked about, you talked about a little bit like, well, let me backtrack. Is there ever a breaking point? Is there ever like, you have to be like, no, nah, I'm done with karate for today. I have to do something else in my day. Do you ever get like that or not really? Well, um, right now, recently or back, back then, I don't know. What, what about both? Yeah. What, what about back then? And then if it's changed, how has it changed now? Well, no, honestly, I love practicing karate. I like to somehow share my experience to somehow to teach. I mean, I'm not too much into, let's say, teaching in a dojo, like, like race a dojo, like Yelena might like more, but every time I'm up to, you know, like, to share, to teach, to, to, I mean, sometimes when I go to, to train different doy around here, because I don't know, I just want to, you know, do some sparring and try to get some memories back. Um, sometimes I do the, I, I do the train. I mean, I, let's say I give the instruction what we're going to do. You know what I mean? So honestly, I, something that I enjoy it. I, somehow I just make me disconnect about whatever thing can be around that moment. So just, just train karate and, you know, in this case, doing uh, committed sparring, give you a way to to disconnect and drain. I don't know how to say it. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just disconnect from things. It's funny because I asked you the opposite question and then you answered it like that, meaning that karate is your escape. I said, it. do you have to escape from karate? You said, no, karate is the escape for me. And, and that, I think that says it all. Man. No, the only you moment, know, honestly, during life was that moment when I was in, in high school that I just say, I'm, you know, I'm done with this. So, so that's the only moment that I think it was in my head that, you know, I think it's enough. I don't, I don't want to do anything else related with karate. But we, besides that, um, because in the moment when I was competing, that my instructor say take another shot. I what I mean is, well, I mean I think I shouldn't have it. I shouldn't have to take it so serious about competing. I just wanna train because I love karate. I just train, but I don't wanna take it so serious to tournament nationals and try to make the team. So that was I was struggling by just about the they say professional the competition environment. But more than that, I always love to practice karate and share at the dojo yeah were you teaching at the dojo too we at that it? time ah at that no, time? no no no, no, no at no. that time yeah no 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 i was just one more uh athlete one more yeah one more yeah one of kid. one of the other students yeah, yeah one students more, there that was at the yes at the, at the moment it was really good a really good team or the really good group of of students so as I told you, uh, it was really nice to go at the dojo, train, and then share and talk a little bit post-training and hang out. Oh, what are we going to do? Let's do something. Let's go, I don't know, to this place. So it was more uh, the brotherhood that, that made us, like, you know, enjoy more being involved with karate. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Is there, like, now, now talking about your career, is there, like, one story or anything that stands out? 
about your career? Maybe a, maybe one tournament or a highlight or a fun store. I don't know. Is there anything that stands out about your career specifically? Well, funny. I mean, there, there are many. I mean, there are obviously <laughs> everybody has, uh, how do you say, uh, no memories. Uh, what do you yeah, memories, right? Yeah, like, um, but one that can come out here right now. Um, well, I remember. Um, One, uh, we used to travel back home by bus uh, during around the, the country. And uh, I, I remember once that the trip was so long that we, we should have arrived, let's say 7 p.m. the day before the tournament and we arrived seven in the morning the same day of the tournament. So it was, oh my gosh. It was so funny because Basically, we were, um, at the moment, I was doing referee as well because I was saying push out to the referee. So basically, we went directly to referee. We didn't just slip during the, uh, at the bus. So it was funny because, like, well, at the same time, those are the, the moments of life that give you, make you grow up, you know, make you stronger, make you like, okay, well, you know, this is what it is uh, and what can we do? Like, okay, well, just go out there and do what you are supposed to do or why, what the reason why you come for. And I mean, that was a, let's say a funny, one of the funniest story that I may have, but you know, there are bunches. I mean, there are, there are Yo, yeah, for sure. All the memories that you have with traveling with your teammates and stuff like that. What about like a, like a, a, a tournament or like a medal that stands out in your mind? Okay. Um, medals. I mean, obviously you you appreciate all of them the same way. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not those type of person who to give more value to one than others, because at the end you train the same way. You always want to be the best. You always want to win. And you want to prove yourself that you are, I mean, you are, you're ready for that. So, but regarding one of the medals that I have more or memory that I can have is, in those in Pan American Games 2011, uh, my parents came came over to watch the tournament, and that was the first time that I, that they went. Actually, that they, that was the only time that my dad went to a official tournament to watch me. Um, oh, wow. So both they were at the at the bleachers, and I mean that, that that's a really let's say good memory because he, I I have that picture in my head about both of them watching the tournament and watching how how I went through uh, um, by, how am I going to say, like, by, for, fortunately, fortunately, I, yeah. I, I performed really good, so I was able to win, so everything was connected and perfect, so honestly, I think that's one of the pictures I have more, like, on my memory, more record, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So, no, no, for sure. It completely makes sense. And I think it stands out even more about you as your character and where you fit with the sport. Because if I usually when I ask this question to people, they're, they're saying, hey, it's this medal, this world championship, this blah, 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 when I won, you know, but yeah, you said it like you can fortunately you competed well, but the, the highlight of it was that your parents were there, you know, it was the yeah. first major competition that your, your dad was there. And that, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Also, like. It's, it's like a 
funny pressure or a, 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 let's say a yeah funny pressure oh my god they came over here to travel or oh, in my I mean I have to do the best as I can hopefully get into final because to make them worthy you know oh my god this first time you know it's it's it it plays a little bit like the the positive thing or the negative thing so um, more, more than that like you'll be watching them at the bridge like happy and you know that that make you uh so uh, fulfill fulfill yeah yeah it fulfills you and it, it may, i think another thing is like you feel proud of yourself you know because I, as an athlete right now that's something i want to do and give back to to how much my parents have invested in me, you know? So, so hopefully one day I can, I can mimic that, you know, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. one of my, yeah. another one of my medals or things like that, but we'll get into our last bit here, man. I, I, we're looking at you're done competing. What, what are you doing now? What's, what's life like now? I'm doing whatever sport is on my way right now. I'm practicing, I'm doing basketball and do a little bit of beach tennis. I'm practicing karate once a week once a week um and now you'll see when you get your hopefully in the future you get your 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 baby your son or your daughter i mean that's now your life is just surround around them you know it's, it's just like they take all the the focus and all the all your time and everything is around them so if it's right now, just go to the park and enjoy with him. Is that's that's how things are going right now. So, so obviously everybody tell you, hey, song is the best thing that can happen to your life, blah blah blah. But I mean, once you leave it, you oh yeah, people are right. I mean, you know it, but once you prove it or you leave it, uh, it's a different feeling, huh? Yeah. So right now, that's how life are going. Trying to do, get some time to get some sport around and. I'm more beside that, just everything around the the baby. That that's the whole thing are going right now. Sure. Yeah. And and I'm sure that takes up a lot of time. What are you doing like surrounding karate? And like um for the people that don't know, right? You run Arwaza USA and and your your business is still karate, right? Yes, yes. Uh actually I started with this with this business around uh, 14 years ago in back home Venezuela uh, business going there still and then I was able to to expand the business and now I'm here in US um, doing this full-time yeah full-time some obviously every time that you have some time off to do something extra you want to do it because especially now when, when you have a baby but main the, the main time or the main uh, focus is on this business. Um, yeah, um, Elena is also keeping her business back there in Croatia with her dojo, and um, we'll see what's coming next. What's coming up uh, about dojo or whatever? Some we will figure out what else is gonna. Right, and that's what I was. That's what I was gonna ask. Do you have plans on opening your own dojo or anything like that? Honestly, not me. I don't have that patience to have uh, to run a dojo <laughs> kids four years old. Like I see many, many people who da, who have that. I don't know. That's uh, uh, something not natural, you know, like something that you mm. you you are born with. I mean, or you you develop during your your life. Or I don't have that patience about it. But Elena does it, so 
I believe that if that come in one moment, I'm gonna be involved helping her out, but it's not that I'm gonna be the head instructor, the main instructor. No, no, I'm gonna be just you're not gonna you're not gonna have the four-year-olds running all no, over you. No, huh? no, I'm gonna be just a senpai <laughs> and just like tiny belt and yeah, that, that that's yeah, that's, helping out that's like something that. That, that that we would like to especially I would like to help her out and support her, but right now we're focusing in family, full-time family, and um, obviously the business. So let me ask you this. Son has to karate or no? If you ask mom, yes. If I ask, <laughs> uh, he's going to do it for sure. I want, her, I want him to do it, obviously. I want him to practice, but I hope I, if I have to choose some, I would like him to get serious in a sport related with, that has a ball with a ball, mm. you know? Karate is going to be always in parallel. In, yeah, yeah, in right, ball, right. It'll be time. right next to each other. Right, right next to each other, yeah, as you said. Uh, well, if he decides for karate, perfect. If he decides for another sport, even better in my side. Elena, I just want to push him. I mean, she's more pro karate than me. But at the end, uh, he will decide whatever he wants. If it's not a sport, if it's something else, art, uh, I don't know, music or or who knows what, well, obviously, as a parent, you got to be there and support him and, and be always uh, doing the best you can do so to make things going as they want. Most definitely. All right, last question I got for you, though, too, because we got technically three different languages in your house, right? Between Spanish with you, Croatian with Helena, and then English with being in the U.S. What's the dynamic? Are we learning all three or what? Yes, uh, I speak to him Spanish, obviously. Uh, Elena speaks to him Croatian. Uh, and school, he started school uh, over there is English. So talking a little bit and, and, and doing some research, uh, that's what people recommend, especially recommend that, that the, you talk to your son in your native language. Always, obviously, between Elena and I, we speak in English. But once you're gonna talk, tell him something, it must be in your own language. So we we'll uh, see. Interesting. So we we'll see how it goes. I I believe that he will be able to make it and speak those three languages. Uh, well, uh, at least I have a little bit advantage here in Miami that Spanish is gonna is, is more popular than Croatian. Right. Right. For sure. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Elena is the one who has that challenge about how much he's going to be able to speak Croatian. But more than that, uh, I think uh, language is something important, especially now nowadays that, that globalization is more and more and that you are able and it's easier to, to meet or to travel or to meet people from different culture. So that gives you uh, um, an extra, you know, like a, like a little plus to 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 open a little bit more your eyes and uh well we'll see how it goes we'll see in five years when when we meet each other if you tell him something spanish a few words that you know if he can understand it or not if he's gonna say it. maybe that's my fault maybe my spanish is too bad he doesn't understand it though but we'll try <laughs> yeah we'll try for sure you, you get some words and he will if if you see that he answers something back and you don't understand anything because he answers in a language that he knows. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Caesar. Thank you so much for taking the time being on and, and, and telling us, telling me and all the listeners about your story and, 
and and what what karate really means to you and to your life and and you know for 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 all the support you know because you off camera or off uh, off podcast you know you you have been my sponsor and things like that so I, I also want to show appreciation for for that as well so thank you for everything well thanks for inviting me um it was a pleasure to join your your, your project and uh, well i i wish you i keep wishing you all the best and success and hope things keep going well and um, well hope to see you soon in those uh five fighting for for medals important matches and and in your coming up events so all the best for you thank you so much Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another episode of Believe in the Punch podcast. I appreciate all of my listeners. If you haven't already, make sure to download today's episode. Please share it. Please just get this thing out there so we get more and more listeners as we keep growing on with more episodes. Look out for the next posting to be episode two of Cam's Corner, my new sub-series that I started under the Believe in the Punch podcast in where it's a monologue. We just talk about things and karate-related things that that come up on a daily basis. It's a one-hit, one-take, one-everything all the way through. But look out for episode two of that sub-series to be coming out as the next post. I appreciate everybody. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. And as always, keep your hands up and believe in the punch. Take it easy, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.